There is only one thing necessary in the spiritual life, in our life with Christ. One thing necessary. In fact, Jesus says there is a need of only one thing. What is that one thing? Is it a life of devotionals? Praying various devotionals, devotional prayers. Is that the one thing? I would say it helps the one thing, but it's not the one thing. Is it our fellowship with each other, coming together as a community and having meals together? Is that the one thing? So that we can strengthen each other to live our Christian life. Is that the one thing? I would say again, it would probably help that one thing, but it's not the one thing. Is it being able to serve the church, serve each other with various acts of charity? Is that the one thing that is necessary for our spiritual life? Well, as I mentioned, it would help that, probably. One thing is necessary. And I would say Mary, well, the the Lord said in today's gospel, Mary has chosen this better part, and it will not be taken from her. So what is this one thing? Living in the presence of God. Just being in a living in the presence of God. Being able to realize and to be able to have within our actions, being able to pray, of course, being in the presence of God. That's the one thing necessary. And what's beautiful is that we see, we see this very well played out here in this gospel passage. Now, it's not like Martha, by serving the Lord, was doing anything evil. In fact, she was doing very good things. She was doing probably what the Lord asked, asked her to do at that moment. Because someone needed to help him out with being hospitable towards him. And yet Mary was doing the one thing necessary too. She's being a contemplative in that, in that kind of way. She is sitting at the feet of the Lord, listening to him. Those are both very necessary things. But Martha misses the, the point, the, the mark, in the sense that she is anxious. And she's concerned about this, serving the Lord. She lets this anxiety stew in her heart so that she loses her focus on what her true end is. And that is living in the presence of God. And so her anxiety clouds her heart and does not allow her to see the reality that's in front of her. The gospel itself, the good news of salvation, Jesus. That anxiety clouds her ability to grow in her life with Christ. In fact, Jesus in the other parts of the gospel will tell us that those who are living in a state of anxiety are like that seed that's planted in the midst of thorn bushes, in the midst of weeds, so that that seed cannot grow and bear fruit, but yet it gets choked out by those thorn bushes and other weeds, etc. And so it's the same kind of thing with us. When we live in a state of anxiety, we live in a state of concerning, concern with getting everything done on our list. We can miss the Lord. That was one of the beautiful things with this last week was being in the boundary wires. I was able to just relax and able to paddle in the midst of beauty of God's creation. 
And I was able to one day just take time in the afternoon. We would take, well, every day my friend and I would take time in the afternoon to pray and just to reflect upon life a little bit and to be with God himself. And that's very much one way that we can refresh ourselves. We take vacation to refresh ourselves, to take time for the Lord, reflecting upon how he's working in our lives, asking him to, Lord, help me to live in your presence every day, every moment of my life. Another way, so that's one way, is to reflect upon life. But another way is to be able to spend moments each day, like five minutes here, half a minute there, of pausing, stopping what we're doing, and just remembering that God is with us, that God is with you and me in what we are doing. That little moment of that gesture helps us to lift our minds and hearts to God so that we can live in the presence of God, so that we can, li- we can live in that state of recollection that allow us to become holy. This one thing necessary will bring us ultimately holiness, that bring us the gift of salvation, because that's what heaven is, living in the presence of God, being there in the presence of God. And if we're able to do that on earth here, we are so much better in heaven. Lord willing, we get there. And so those, those are two various ways that you and I can help us, can help living in the presence of God. Just living every moment, just, well, trying to, before we, be, we begin something, to lift our heart and mind to God, but also just to reflect upon, in life every, more, every morning or every evening, just have time of reflection, time of saying, Lord, where have you been working in my life? Where have you been so that I can live in your presence? And how have I been responding to you? That's the beautiful thing about our Lord, is that he is working in every of our, all of our lives, every moment of them. And if we are open to that, and if we receive that, we're able to live life for God. We're able to live a life of joy, life of true freedom, life of, of gratitude. We're all called to live. What ultimately bring us fulfillment. And so as we come to the altar today, let's ask our Lord that we may live in the presence of God, that we have our minds and hearts set on God such that we can always live asking him, Lord, where are you? Help me to see you in my life and help me just to live in your presence because he is there with you and me and he just wants us to have that focus on him. Whether we are serving him actively or we are serving him contemplatively, these are not opposed to this, these actions, these ways. So let's ask our Lord today that we may live in the presence of God more so that we can see him face to face, Lord willing, in the next life.